0: This is Review Season, and you're listening to 2CR 107.3 on Death of the Reader. In 13th place, we have a bold novel, one that's not afraid to challenge modern political issues while still remaining firmly entrenched in the politics of a post-World War II world. It is The Ghosts of Paris by Tara Moss. I have to start out by saying how thoroughly I enjoyed covering this one on the show. Having the opportunity to drag close friend of Death of the Reader, Dom Romeo, onto the stage and subject him to the interrogation of a lifetime was thoroughly entertaining for me. This novel being much closer to character drama with thriller elements and outright mystery only lended itself to the entertainment of covering it. And truthfully, this novel was difficult to place this year with how strong its central cast and themes are. It definitely leans into the story with the best message criteria for this year's lineup. Set in 1947, Sydney, Australia, we feel right at home from the get-go, following Miss Billy Walker, a private eye living a noir-coloured life of a marital investigator, spending most of her time chasing cheating husbands rather than doing anything particularly groundbreaking. Throughout the novel, she does her best to avoid the politics of the time, but just can't keep getting herself swept up in them, proving herself to be an intelligent and capable hero who is driven by a moral compass to place good faith in all she comes across. She's calculating and shrewd in her negotiations of social scenes, but some of the best moments in the novel come from her uncovering the deep societal issues that surround her daily life from the daily struggles of queer individuals just trying to live their lives in the streets of Sydney to the open forgiveness of Nazism by businessmen and supposed Australian patriots alike, not to mention Nazi hunting. The Ghosts of Paris uses this historical framework to comment on problems that are still ongoing today. One of my particular favorite metaphors which really connects us to Billy, is the use of titles. She's particularly affected by those she meets addressing her incorrectly interchanging Ms. and Mrs. as they see fit without thinking or taking into account how she would like to be spoken to and addressed. In this time and place, the authority of a woman operating without a married man at her side, particularly in the traditionally male-dominated venture of detectiving, this is used as an excellent parallel to the 21st century discussion of pronouns and gender identity, highlighting the personal experience of Billy and many other characters in the novel, who simply want to be treated with the respect that they're due as human beings and in a way where their opinions are heard and matter to the rest of society. And this socially conscious narrative is weaved expertly into the grittier and bloodier tale of Nazi killing and ghost hunting. Where the novel stumbles is as a middle child of the Billy Walker Chronicles, it is the second in a in a trilogy of tales of Billy's war for social justice and the rooting out of fascist ideals in her own backyard of Sydney. The novel does spend quite a bit of time making you hate the concept of fascism, which is always great, but the villains in this story don't quite stack up to those in Moss's first adding with the character in the novel, The War Widow. This novel also retreads a fair bit of familiar ground as we're more interested in expanding on the political themes and uncovering covering more about Billy's past both in Paris and with her husband, Jack Rake, who she has been searching for since she lost contact with him after the, after the war. And as exciting as it is to chase long lost love interests and asking the core question of what closure can even be had after such a long period of time, the actual job that Billy has been tasked with, finding another missing husband named Richard Montgomery is not terribly exciting. There are quite a few loose threads that dangle through the story that are clearly leading up to the third novel in the series, which results in action sequences that while they're exciting and life-threatening, they have little to no bearing on the present plot and are quite sparsely paced. That is not to say that I didn't enjoy my time with this novel. The devil really is in the details. And outside of Billy's quest, she enjoys a will-they-won't-they romance with her sidekick, Sam Baker, a good human bloke who is dedicated to learning as much about the business of husband hunting as he can while staying as close to Billy as is possible with the ghost of Jack Rake standing between them. While the duo were off trotting through London and Paris, we are also cutting back and forth between these adventures in Europe and what feels like a series of short stories, involving such highlights as a standoff between Billy's ancient aristocratic baroness mother and an alcoholic police chief, as well as the investigative abilities of indigenous associate Shiloh Davis. There are other such exciting small-scale scenes peppered throughout the novel that really give the side characters time to shine, while the protagonist is away in Europe. The Ghost of Paris is an exciting adventure of a novel with a haunting atmosphere to grab at the heart and turn it cold. The story really digs deep into the melancholy of a post-war world and exposes the pain of those left behind. The action scenes leave something to be desired, both in quantity and in my opinion, in, in quality. So be prepared to spend a lot of time untangling character relationships, making your own decisions on the politics of the time. This is the true meat of the story. Unfortunately, it is also difficult to recommend as a a true murder mystery with twists and turns being telegraphed well in advance. And as such, there is no true game here to be pulled apart and and scrutinized. I'd think of this one more as a palate cleanser in the show's library list of mind scratches. If you'd like to pick up a copy of Tara Moss's The Ghost of Paris, you can find it published by HarperCollins. This is Death of the Reader, your murder machine world tour on Tusiyan at seven point three.